say it every week, but I just love hearing on feet run. I firmly believe in investing in children. I, uh, they're not the the church of tomorrow. They're they're the church of today. And uh, I boy, I, they bless me. Those youngins do. Uh, it's been a good week in the Lord. It's just been a good week and tiring week, but man, it's been good. I'm glad to be able to come to the God's house and find refreshment from a weary week. Several, uh, I thought I had several passages that, that I just wanted to preach on. I felt God leading me in this week and I kept tugging here and tugging there and and uh, just through life experiences and things and um, so if you got a Bible this morning, I'm going to have you go to two different places and kind of mark your spots. Uh, the first place is 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 10. We're going to look there for just a little while, but also, uh, if you got a, we want you to flip over and hold your spot at James chapter number 2. So uh, those are two places we're going to be looking at this morning. And I want to give you a minute to go ahead and turn there and, and get those spots marked. First uh, Peter chapter number 4 and uh, James chapter number 2. We're going to be looking at both of those uh, passages this morning and use those as our textual scriptures um, today. As we continue to look at this, I love my church, and uh, we've looked at we should love the church because Jesus loved the church. He loved the church so much that he was uh, willing to sacrifice, to die for the church. And in the same aspect, you and I, if we truly love the Lord, then we have to love his church. Then we looked at we show our love for the church by loving one another. Jesus said that you shall be known, you're my disciple, because you have love one for another. And then Wednesday, we, we looked at, we show our love of our church by giving. Uh, what we give to our church shows that we love the church. And this morning, we're going to be looking at, I love my church by my service to my church. I love my church by serving. That's our topic for this morning. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, ask His blessings. Father, we ask You to bless the reading of Your Word today. Lord, we are feeble without Your help. Lord, You know the needs of the hearts here today. You know the needs of Your people. And as we come this morning, we just ask You to bless each and everything. Thank You for the time of singing. And now, dear God, I ask you to speak to hearts and change lives today. May your name be exalted and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Several years ago, and I think I've told this story before, I, I read an article or a book more rather about a pastor that was in the inner city of New York and his mission field in which God had placed him was a very violent one. Uh, he had been stabbed several times as he tried to 
minister to the people of the community and the surrounding areas of the church. But once a, a lady, she became uh, saved, and, and he led her to Christ. And, and after her conversion, she quickly asked, Preacher, what can I do uh, to help the church's ministry? What can I do in order to help build God's kingdom? You see, she was so thankful that somebody had come to her community in order to minister there. Had, the, he, <clears throat> had he not been willing to go to this area that nobody else was ministering in, she may have not known Jesus Christ. But boy, she became so thankful for that that she said, Preacher, I've got to do something for the Lord. What can I do? The preacher said, Well, there's several areas we could use your help, but what do, what do you like to do? She said, I can't do much, but I, I love children. He said, well, I've got the job for you. We send out buses every week into all the neighborhoods to pick up kids, uh, and we need somebody that can ride the bus every week just to help the kids behave. She said, that's a job for me. Every week she would get on those buses as they transported kids to church. And every week they would go into bad neighborhoods and pick up kids that, that really didn't have no, 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 no parents at home that were raising them right and, and things like that. But she would always find the worst looking kid on the bus. And she would place that kid in her lap. And she would whisper in his ear softly, I love you. Jesus loves you. I love you. Jesus loves you. After several months, she became attached to the boy. The boy didn't speak good English. He, he, he came to Sunday school every week with his sister. He always sat on this woman's lap week after week after week. But he never made a sound. But she constantly whispered, I love you. Jesus loves you. I love you, Jesus loves you. One day, to her amazement, the little boy turned around. He looked up at her and said, I love you too. Then he put his arms around her and gave her the biggest hug and whispered in her ear, and I love Jesus too. That was 2.30 on a Sunday afternoon. Four hours later, the little boy was found dead. His mother, in a drug-induced rage, had beaten him to death. I tell you that story this morning because as we look at our love for our church, our love for Jesus... There has to be something inside of our hearts that loves us, to, that makes us love to serve. Look what, look what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, chapter number 4 and verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now flip over to James chapter number 2. Verse 14 says, What doeth it profit, my brethren, 
Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, and thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? These verses this morning, they remind us of some very important truths. It reminds us, first off, that each and every person that's been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, when God has placed us in this place today, He's placed us in our communities, He's placed us in our families, and He's given us a gift to be given. You may think that you have very little to offer, and you may think that there's not much that you can do for Jesus, but I can absolutely promise you that deep inside of you, God has given you something that He wants to pull out of you so that you can be a light to a shining and a dark world. But it also reminds us that our gifts are not given for us to be glorified in. There's not one person alive that's been, that's been given any kind of gift by God so that they can stand on the big stage and all the light shining on them. Uh, our gifts uh, have been given so that we can minister not only to each other, but to a world that desperately needs to see that there is a God in heaven that loves them, that there is a God that will save them. And the church is made up of people that have accepted that love, accepted that grace, and now our job and mission is to go out to a world that needs it. But so often we, we fall short in those areas. Jesus has called us to be servants. And nothing says that I, I love my church more than the way we serve our church. Matthew 20 and 28, the Bible reminds us that just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give His life a ransom for many. You see, to be a follower of Jesus means that we seek to serve like He did. And also, it should uh, remind us that, boy, when Jesus saved us, He saved us to serve. It should put a burden in our heart to, to do service for God. And your ability does not matter this morning. It does not matter if you think you have no ability. I promise you that God has given you something deep within inside of you 
to be a servant. Real quickly this morning, I love my church by serving my church. Number one, if you're taking notes with me, serving means you are available. Serving means you are available. You see, serving like Jesus means that when, when, that, that, that you make yourself available for service. As a matter of fact, God is looking for people that will make themselves available. He's not looking about how capable you are. He wants to know that you're available to do the things that He sends you on. All through the Bible, boy, God's people did extraordinary things with just ordinary people. He done great and mighty things because people People were willing to make themselves available for the use of God. They didn't have no superpowers. David, as he stood up there and killed the giant Goliath, he didn't have no superpower. He had a stone and a slingshot, but he had faith and he had works and he was willing to do what God asked him to do. And the giant fell. And all through the Bible, we see example after example after example of how God can use somebody that's willing to take a stand and make themselves available for His use. Serving means that I make myself available. I make myself available for my church because I love my church one day Jesus was walking down the road of Jericho the Bible says some blind men started yelling at him Matthew 20 and 30 by the way two blind men they were sitting by the roadside and when they heard that Jesus was coming by they shouted Lord son of David have mercy on us the crowds began to rebuke them they told them to be quiet but they shouted all the louder Lord son of David have mercy on us and Jesus stopped and called them what do you want me to do for you he asked what I see there is this that Jesus was willing to stop when someone called on him. If you want to be used by God today, if you want God to use you in ministry, you've got to be willing to make yourself available. You've got to be willing to stop the things that are going on in your life in order to serve God. Every day in life there's opportunities that will yell out as you pass by. Every day there's opportunities to serve God. But you must be willing to be interrupted. Most of Jesus' ministry, most of Jesus' miracles, they were all interruptions. All the people He healed, the blind man, the lame man, the paralyzed man, the, the, the dead child, all of these were, were interrupt, uh, interruptions that people would come up to Jesus uh, and boy, He would stop what He was doing in order to minister to him. He would stop in order to serve. The Bible says uh, that you and I, we should not wait till tomorrow. Uh, we need to be doing it today in servant hearts people. We can't procrastinate. We have to be willing and make ourselves available to do the things of God today. Sure. 
John Wesley once said, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, by all the ways you can, and all the places you can, and at the times you can, to all the people you can, for as long as you can. Church, let me tell you today, I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm pretty sure you do. People are not beating down the doors to get in the house of God. People are not beating down the doors to be born again. People are not beating down the doors to throw down their drugs and alcohol. People are not beating down the doors to hear about Jesus. People are not beating down their doors to see their kids come to know Jesus. People are not beating down the doors. Boy, you and I, we've got service to do. We've got things we've got to do. We've got work that's got to be done. And the only way it will ever be accomplished, oh, the preacher can't do it all. Oh, the deacons can't do it all. It takes the people of God to come together in unity and harmony and make a difference in this world and we've got to be willing to put our desires aside. Hey, I love fishing but I had not been in four years. Why? Because there's people dying and going to hell. They need Jesus. We've got to be willing to allow the Lord interruptions to stop us from doing all the things we may Enjoy doing. I've got to be available. Being available shows that I love my church. Being available. Shows that I love Him because He loved me. When you're serving the Lord, through serving others, you're telling them, I love them. You're important to me. And when you serve the Lord through your local church, you're saying, I love my church so much that I've got to do something. I want you to think about this just for a moment. And I'll go on to the next point because I knew this was going to be one of those services where a lot of owls are said instead of amens. I want you to think about if it wasn't for those that were willing to serve when you were born again. Think about the church that was planted in your community. Think about the think about those Sunday school teachers that were willing to teach uh, when you were a kid. Think about it uh, that that bus driver that every Sunday morning he got up or she got up extra early and she may have come by your house uh, to pick you up on that church bus when nobody else would. I want you to think about that for a minute, boy. That ought to make us think uh, and shout uh, and be thankful that somebody was willing to serve in those areas and show people that that Jesus is alive and well. 
Boy, I'm thankful there was a church planted in Converse Free Will Baptist over in Converse Spartanburg, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm thankful that that church was planted and they had people there that loved the Lord, that loved an old dope addict like me that would take me in and mold me and pray for me and I found strength and salvation in Jesus Christ because that church was planted and people were there doing all they could for Jesus Christ. Oh, I can remember... Oh, I can remember Preacher John. I talked about him in Sunday school this morning. Oh, I can remember him. He was a trucker. And he'd get home. And I feel like sometimes I was the first person he called after being on the road all day. He was old school. He didn't believe in cell phones. He had a, I think he still had the dialing time. But I feel like sometimes he was the first person I called. He, he was the, I was the first person he called when he got off that truck. Brother, how you doing today? Just making sure you don't need nothing. How you doing? It was to the point that I remember we had a, a bad incident in our church. And uh, you know how it is when you get a hundred or so sinners together, something bad to happen. Uh, but we had an incident in our church, and our church was, was rocky. We didn't know if it was going to split. We didn't know what was going to happen. But I can remember that night, God had to speak to him because I was on the verge of, I'm about, I'm about to get out of this mess. Boy, that phone rung. This is Preacher John. I just want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. Boy, that meant the world to me. It made all the difference in my life. Why? Because people were serving. They were serving the Lord. Nothing says I love my church than the way I serve my church. Number two, serving means being grateful. Psalms 102 tells us to serve the Lord with gladness. Let me ask you this morning, do you serve the Lord with gladness? Do you serve Him out of a spirit of compulsion? Uh, do, uh, do, do you serve Him out of a spirit of, I just can't wait to do something for the Lord? Or do you serve Him out of a dread? You see, serving like Jesus means I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get to serve. It means I'm grateful for every opportunity that comes my way, even though I get tired, even though, even though I, sometimes I always don't feel like it, even though, boy, it means that I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that God's allowed me, and I'm grateful that God's allowed me to be in a position that somebody may get saved, that somebody may get delivered, that Somebody may get help from God by what I'm doing because God's given me the opportunity to do it. We need to have an attitude of gratefulness. 
for what God's doing. Let me tell you, I'm about to just, just, just tell it. If you wrote me a check for $10,000, and I mean this, I would rip it up if you say, I'll give you $10,000 for that playground equipment. I'm just going to be honest with you. I say, nope. Because I am so stinking grateful that God placed that in our laps. I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. Because God gave us, He gave our church the opportunity to have something for those youngins to play on. We, if we were, we would be raising money two years from now before we could buy that. No, but God, God said, I, you want to minister to kids? You want your kids something nice to play on? I'll provide it if you'll be faithful. If you'll be willing to put your time and effort in in getting it, I will put it in your lap. Church, God has blessed us time and time again. Time and time again. Boy, what about when the building was paid off? What about that morning when somebody decided, hey, it's about time to pay the building off, and I don't know who it was. Don't matter who it was. All I know is this. A check was wrote, and the building was paid off. Boy, God has been good, and we ought to be grateful for what God's doing in our church, and it ought to motivate us to want to give more back, to do more, to reach out more. Not to get lazy. There's no time for that. There's no time for that. Serving means I'm grateful for every opportunity God gives me to minister to my church, to minister to my community, to minister to the people I love and the people that I don't. Oh, preacher, you ought not say that. Well, it's the truth. It should be a delight, not a duty. Not an obligation, but an opportunity. Being grateful for everything that Christ puts in our way. Somebody said this one time, and they said, Well, God don't ever give me no opportunities. You know what I told him? It's because when he does, you turn him down. Before I come to this church was up in Greenwood, and you know all about that. We'd been praying. We wanted to minister to the kids more. Bring more kids in. Bring more kids in. And out of the blue, just like this, somebody called and said, Preacher, there's this GMC bus, 21 passenger bus sitting over here. It's got less than 50,000 miles on it. It needs two tires. It cranks up, runs like a charm. If you want it, you can have it for $5,000. 
I said, you got to be kidding me, right? Because we've been looking. You don't find them for that. You just can't find them for that. I said, I'll be over there tomorrow to check. Well, we ain't got that bus. And within a matter of a week, that thing was full. Full. Of little bad kids. Boy, they was bad. I ain't going to tell you no story. They were bad kids. But every week, we got to tell them about Jesus. Every week. Every week. And I know we aren't being recorded, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. My workers got tired, and they quit. And they started falling off. The kids did. Serving means that we're grateful for the opportunities that God places in our laps. Serving with great, uh, with gratefulness in our hearts and our lives because God's using us. Number three, and I'm going to hurry. Serving means being faithful. To serve like Jesus, we first got to be available. We've got to be grateful. But it also means that we're faithful. That means that we don't give up. That means that we don't quit in the middle of our assignments. Jesus was faithful in fulfilling His service. He didn't give up. Uh, He was uh, persistent. Uh, uh, Boy, if you're going to serve, and if we're going to serve like Jesus, that means that we're in it for the long haul. It means that we're not going to serve just when it's relative for us. Uh, It means that, hey, sometimes it'd be inconvenience. Uh, Sometimes I may stay up late. Uh, Sometimes I may get up early. But I'm in it uh, for the long haul because I know there's people that need Jesus. What's going to motivate you to keep on going? What's going to motivate you to stay faithful? Remember how good God's been to you. How good God's been to me. Remembering how good He's been to you. You don't have to be here this morning. God gave you that opportunity. I'm I'm trying to... Some are not here today because there's a little bit of rain on the ground. Today may have been their day they got their blessing. Staying faithful. When I stay faithful to my church, it says I love it. When I keep going, although I don't feel good, it means I love it. It shows that I love it. 
faithful. And lastly, this morning, in the book of James there, I want to close with this. Notice that they've been having this talk about faith and works. But in verse number 19, he, James lays it out for him and he says, well, you want to talk about faith. He says, the devils believe and they tremble. Now, what is he talking about there? Let me say this. He's talking about the devils, talking about demons, the devil, all of that. He's talking about they know and believe that there is a God, like most people today. But they're still not going to heaven. They're not going to be able to ride that train to heaven on their belief only. Because what we do shows what we really believe. How we live our lives shows what's really going on on the inside. And what he says there is saying we believe in doing absolutely nothing shows what we really believe. So if we really believe people are dying and going to hell, if we really believe that there's families that need ministering to, if we really believe that we want to see our kids built up in the Lord, if we really believe... Y'all see where I'm going with this, don't you? Then, church, we've got a great work to do. We've got a great work to do. And it's going to take every single one of us. It's going to take us all. I said this Wednesday or Thursday, and I'm going to say it tonight. This is our community. This is. God planted Calvary Free Will Baptist Church right here, and this is our community. I don't care if you live in Mexico. If you come to church right here, God's planted. He didn't plant you here because you, you like to sing in or you like the color of the carpet or you like the preacher. Or if, you, if that's the reason, then, then, then uh, you're just here for the wrong reason. God planted you here for a purpose. That purpose was this. This is your community. And you, we got to get the gospel out. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I love my church by staying faithful to it. Even in the hardest times. 
in closing this morning. It's a story of a camp counselor, counselor for a junior high boys team. And at the camp, there was a boy whose name was Billy who, who had cerebral palsy. And because of that, he slurred in his speech and he walked with difficulty and he was always in a jerking motion. And, and the other kids, being, of course, junior high boys, they soon began to make fun of Billy. They teased him. They, 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 he didn't get a moments of peace. They always were, you know, copying him and imitating him and, uh, you know, exaggerating his move. You know, you know how boys can be. They would love to stutter like he did, but, 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 but Billy. And, but the worst part of it was one morning they all volunteered Billy to speak at chapel. And it took Billy several minutes to get to the front of the chapel he, with his lamp and all. The sound of the children laughing was heard all over the building. Billy finally made it to the front of the chapel, got a microphone, and he said, Jesus loves me. The room grew completely silent. And then the sound of boys crying could be heard as one by one hearts began to become convicted. Revival broke out in that camp. And it says that to this day, whenever this counselor travels, when he comes across pastors and church leaders, he always tells them to remember that junior high camp. The day that Billy spoke, And revival through a boy's camp spread because one person that everybody teased was faithful to God. God can use any and all who will be faithful to Him. You stand. We're going to pray. We're going to open these altars up. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me ask you this morning. Maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, I'm guilty. I, you know, I put everything else in front of the Lord's work. And I need to repent of that. I want you to know these altars are open. There's no shame in that. But maybe you're here this morning and you say, Preacher, I, I've never truly been saved. I've, I have no joy in serving the Lord because I, I really don't know the Lord. I want you to know that God's not mad at you. He loves you and He'll save you.
if you'll come to Him in faith and repentance. Or maybe you're here this morning and you say, Preacher, I want to be a servant of God. I want to serve Him. I want my church to know that I love my church. I want to do more for the Lord. I want to do more for our church. But I don't know where to start. I would say to you, the first place to start is on this altar. Crying out to God, saying, God, what can I do to make a difference in this world we live? Father, in Jesus' name, I love you. I want to thank you for every opportunity you've given us to minister to people. Father, I pray you forgive me where I've let you down, where I've let others down. God, help me to take every opportunity to share the gospel message. Help me to take it to those that need it all around the world. Help me to lead this church in the way and fashion, God, that it needs to be led. God, I pray revival would take place in Union County. And Lord, I pray you'd start with me. Start with my heart, dear God. Revive me and let it spread like wildfire. Lord Jesus, there'd be one here lost. They've never accepted you. I pray the Spirit of God would convict their hearts where they stand. Lord, compel them that they need to be saved so they can go to heaven instead of hell. Lord, whatever the need is, I pray you meet it in this place today. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You've got a need this morning. These altars, they're open. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. Walking all alone, but he is there, no doubt. When the storm around you rages and you're tossed to and fro, when you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go, stand still and let God move. Standing still. The tide is swiftly rising And you wonder where he's been For in there never was a moment That his arms were reaching out You can rest assured and be secure God is moving right now
you so much and I uh, hope you'll come back tonight we'll have a good time of worship tonight <clears throat> we'll continue this series on I, I love my, my church and uh, I hope that you've been blessed today I hope you'll leave with a deep sense in your heart of asking the question what can I do for the Lord what can I do for our church May God bless you, bring you back tonight. Before we dismiss in prayer, Brother Hercules has a, or Brother Stacy has a, uh, has a word he'd like to share. And uh, then we'll dismiss in prayer.